Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Josh, and I'm your push coach. Thank you so much for joining me for season three of my podcast, where my mission is to help coaches, leaders, and entrepreneurs to find purpose and passion in their work while turning it into a six and even seven figure coaching business. But before we dive into today's episode, let me just share a little bit about me. After making only two sales in my entire first year of business, I've gone on to create a multi-million dollar coaching business, helping people just like you to find confidence, clarity, and become leaders that change the world. On this show, you're gonna get tools and resources that are gonna help you to make success easier than you ever thought possible. We're gonna help you reprogram your beliefs and mindset for success and create a program that gives your clients massive results. Also, I would love to give you a free copy of my brand new book, The Best Version of You. Head over to joshcoats.com to grab a copy and learn the exact strategies that I have used to build a multi-million dollar coaching business. I'm so excited to have you here today. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing, everybody? Happy Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, depending on what day you're listening to this. I'm so excited to come back with another chapter. Technically, we have broken this chapter up into a couple episodes because it is kind of a longer chapter that's really introducing you to the full-on ideas of the rest of the book. Um, We're in the middle of nailing down details for our July, sorry, June, I should say, live event in San Antonio. We've already got 100 tickets pre-sold for that, but we usually have five to 800 people for that event. It's going to be in San Antonio this year. I'm so freaking stoked for it, so make sure and watch for details for that. We are also doing a free workshop April 5th at 7 p.m. Central. You can go to joshcoats.com slash P4D, P4. Number four, D. If you're like, hey, you know what? I always hear about these live workshops on the um, podcast, and I always miss them because I'm, you know, listening at a at a different rate than like what is live. Then just make sure you go to joshcoats.com and just sign up for any of the free stuff that I have on my homepage. That'll get you on our email list and make sure that you're always getting notified about upcoming stuff. This Wednesday night, I'm teaching on what I believe are like the four pillars of creating a successful and lasting business. Okay. So like, I I really, really think that most people are like seeking out like one specific thing that they think is going to fix everything. And I wish there was one specific thing that was going to fix everything, but really there are these, there are these four elements that you really have to have. And if you don't have all four, um, it's kind of like driving with one flat tire. So let's dive into today, which is chapter two, part two. Chapter two, part two, unconscious living. In training more than 40,000 entrepreneurs who have social media-based businesses, one of the things that I hear most is that posting on social media and doing online sales doesn't feel authentic. It makes them feel gross and icky. The reality is everything you do in life that goes against your old self feels icky because it feels like you are trying to fake your way into something new. And the constant saying of fake it till you make it isn't helping anyone. If you can convince yourself that you have to be fake to get what you want in life, you will almost always choose to quit instead. None of us want to be fake. So I help people to learn the difference between their head voice and their heart voice. Both are living on the inside, but only one of them is the truest version of you. I believe that we are a three-part being. We are a spirit 
or some would call that your heart or your soul. I usually refer to that as the heart here in the book. We have a mind, and we live in a body. All three are incredibly important, but not knowing their purposes can make life very difficult. I personally believe in an infinite creator. I grew up calling it God, but also know that many people call this higher power universe or spirit among other names. I couldn't care less what you choose to call it, just as long as we're including everyone. I like the name Infinite Intelligence, personally adopted from my favorite book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I believe that our spirit or heart, as I will refer to it moving forward, is the infinite part of us that has always been and will always be. I don't pretend to know where it was before this life or where it's going afterwards. You can have that debate somewhere else. But I do believe that this part of us is in constant contact with our creator. I believe we have a constant flow of light, energy, wisdom, and creativity that we can draw on at any time if we just know how to access it. We'll get into that in just a minute. Our mind is one of the most misunderstood parts of this process. I believe it was given to us by our creator as a tool to use. But when you don't know how to use a powerful machine, it can do a lot more harm than good. Our mind has a few different parts to it. I consider myself a lifelong learner, so I still have lots of learning to do on this subject. But I want to break down what I do know that has helped me. The three parts I want to talk about are the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and our emotions. Let's start with the subconscious since it's the most misunderstood. The subconscious mind is like a computer. It has a hard drive where it can store infinite thoughts, experiences, and past feelings. Its main job is to protect and to perform. It is designed to protect you from possible threats and to perform tasks on autopilot that no longer need your attention. If you were a caveman, these two purposes would actually go hand in hand. If you saw a saber-toothed tiger for the first time, your subconscious would first send this alert that says, we don't know what this is, so we need to assume it's dangerous. The second signal coming less than a split second later would say, then we better get the hell out of here, which would put you into a dead sprint for the nearest cave. This is where we get the term fight or flight. Here's the big problem with our subconscious mind. It was designed for an age that most of us no longer live in. It was designed to keep you safe from actual threats, but it was not designed to process whether new things are actually a threat or not. In other words, every time you encounter something new, you get an immediate signal that will try to get you to run and hide. If you're living in an industrialized country where there are no saber-toothed tigers or wild animals roaming the streets, this part of you isn't needed as much as it once was. One of the key elements on your road to success will be how much time you're willing to spend upgrading this computer. Like a phone or a computer, you can't run new programs on old software or hardware. This book is going to serve as a manual on how to upgrade your software, but you'll still have to be willing to follow the instructions and see it through. I like to use a smoke detector as an example of how our subconscious works. Have you ever had your smoke detector go off at your house only to find out that it was a false alarm? I would be willing to bet that for most people reading this, the alarm was false 10 times more often than it was legit. Now, none of you are stupid enough to grab all of your belongings, sprint out the door, and jump into the street every time your smoke detector goes off. The first thing you do when the smoke detector goes off is you stop what you're doing. Then you look around to try to see what the actual problem is. Then, if it's a false alarm, you try to clear out the smoke to make the alarm turn off. You would never run out into the street, but you would also never try to go about your day without turning the alarm off. That would make any normal person go insane to try to continue cooking, cleaning, relaxing, and going to bed with the alarm still going off. 
And yet, that's what most people are trying to do with their goals. They're trying to fight through their internal alarm, which just creates more friction and more frustration and leads to thoughts of feeling fake. I grew up in a very religious house where our church services were incredibly charismatic. We thought the way to reach God was to have as emotional of an experience as possible. When everyone could feel something, we like to say it was the presence of God. While there might be some truth to this, it was also an incredibly dangerous thing to do with our emotions. Knowing what I know now about our mind and our emotions, what we were actually doing was training ourselves to believe that feelings equaled God. And no feelings meant no God, and lots of feelings meant lots of God. This got me into a mental and emotional disaster in my teenage years when I decided to go all in on this lifestyle and was determined to find God's will for my life. I thought I was seeking God, but really, I was seeking emotions. I could hardly decide what to wear to school without trying to feel for some type of voice or nudge from God. It got so bad that I stopped doing anything that brought me joy because the most powerful feelings I had happened to have were negative and fear-based. As a result, my feelings, which I interpreted as God, told me to stop having fun and stop hanging out with people, and as a result, I had a mental breakdown without even knowing it. The biggest danger of being led by feelings is that feelings go up and down. They are never constant or steady, and the only way to have success is to become someone who is constant and steady with your routines. All of this makes our subconscious mind sound like a very negative thing, so why in the world do we even have one? Well, the good news is that with time and the right tools, you can actually retrain your mind for performance towards something you really want. You see, your subconscious mind protects you, but as I also said, it automates your life by taking over the tasks that no longer need your attention. Imagine if you could train it to perform the tasks that would lead you closer to your dreams instead of running away from them. So how do we reprogram our mindset? Well, let's talk about how our subconscious mind got its information in the first place. Our subconscious mind is a storing place for all of the things we have entered into our conscious minds. Our conscious minds are gathering information through our five senses. While you are reading this book right now, you are all at once feeling, tasting, smelling, seeing, and hearing. And those experiences are being collected as data about how the world works. This is why our environment can be so dangerous. Someone who grows up surrounded by violence has trained their mind that the world is dangerous. It makes it 10 times harder to trust people and believe in a better life. So much energy is put into survival that dreaming of something better becomes very hard. This, by the way, is why all of us should be more open to the idea of supporting people who come from different backgrounds. Never assume that success is just as easy for someone else just because they have access to the same internet you do. On one hand, you have to take ownership for where you are, but please don't judge others based on where they are. You have no idea what they had to go through just to make it to today. Over time, your beliefs begin to made up of the repetitions and emotional experiences you have. If something happens over and over, such as violence, your subconscious stores it away and performs it for you. If you are told over and over that you are stupid, your subconscious takes over and performs that for you. Or if you have some type of emotional experience, such as being abused, one single event can penetrate your subconscious and it can become a new belief. It seems unfair, but there is another side to this. 
Positivity can be created through these same processes. If you repeat something positive over and over or have an incredibly emotional positive experience, it can penetrate your beliefs and create a new one that now performs positive things by default. This is one of the reasons the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. People who have established thoughts of wealth and opportunity pass those beliefs on to their children, and those who struggle with poverty pass those thoughts on to their kids. This becomes what some would call a generational curse. If you are like me, retraining your mind can be a really difficult task. But knowing that it would pass off to my kids by default was always my greatest motivation. My parents had passed poverty and lack to me by default. And I knew if I didn't do something to change it, my kids would end up with the same struggles I was having. Please remember that this process is 100% possible for everyone, but please don't assume that 30 years of beliefs will be rewritten in 30 days. People who say a habit can be formed in 30 days start to sound really silly when you understand how your mind actually works. I always teach my clients that you can change your habits in 30 days, but in order to change your life, you have to continue your habits until they become new beliefs. This book is the start of your journey, but it can't be the end. When you're done reading this book, you really need to read it at least two more times if you really want these beliefs to stick. I'm not saying that to make more sales because you only have to pay once and you already did that. I'm saying this because I want these things to stick. What you really need to understand about your conscious mind is that it's just a free spirit looking around for something to experience. It isn't really positive or negative until you or your environment trains it to be. But once it is trained, it begins to see whatever it has been told to do. If you teach it to see lack, it will find that everywhere it looks. And if you train it to see abundance, it will find that everywhere it looks. You will find the things you have been trained to see easily and naturally. And that is how success can eventually be easy. Now let's talk about emotions because these are what people often confuse with their hearts, which can completely derail any goal they have. Your emotions are just a chemical reaction to what your mind is saying. When your conscious mind receives a signal from your five senses, a flood of emotions is triggered throughout your body telling it what to experience. If you have eaten a donut before and it tasted amazing, the next time your body smells one, it will send a flood of emotions saying, this is safe and makes me happy. From now on, you will love the smell of donuts. But in the same way, if you eat a food and it makes you sick, the smell or sight of that food from now on will cause a chemical reaction that tells you to run away. While these feelings were created to protect you, they don't always do their job. The main reason is that your emotions are programmed based on how they will hurt or help now, not in the future. The biggest problem with this is that most things that comfort you right now can be detrimental to your future, and things that are good for your future often feel like pain and discomfort now. So your emotions can make it really easy to keep eating unhealthy foods, to keep watching Netflix instead of reading a book, and to keep scrolling on your phone when you should be working on your side hustle. This is another reason we have to be aware of all of this so that we can understand what is happening on the inside of us. Instead of thinking, this is just so hard, it must not be what I'm supposed to do, you can instead think, these are just emotions trying to keep me comfortable in the present but I want to do more things that take care of my future. Being aware is always the first step to growth because without awareness, it's almost impossible to know what you should even work on. According to Carl Jung, 
until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. What this means is that the things you are unconsciously creating will keep manifesting by default in your life. And your ignorance will naturally assume it must be fate, God, or the universe that just didn't want it for you. You might start to think that you are actually destined to fail at business, to be out of shape, to be poor, or to be unhappy. I found myself in my 20s trying to do new things, such as starting a business on the side and getting back in shape. But the negative emotions were so strong, I assumed it must be God telling me I was on the wrong path. The reality is it was just a poorly trained subconscious mind. What's crazy is that during that time, I found a way to learn three different instruments just because I wanted to so bad. I also figured out how to work ruthless days detailing cars in 100-degree heat simply because I needed the money so bad. So how do we fix all of this? How do we go about doing the work it takes to have new thoughts, beliefs, and feelings that serve us instead of slowly killing us? We learn how to find the voice of our heart. If our heart is our constant connection to infinite wisdom, strength, and creativity, doesn't it make sense that the answers to our problems would already be on the inside? We just have to know how to listen. I'm going to teach you the easiest way to find this voice, and then we'll talk about how to use this voice to realign your beliefs, feelings, and actions. If the voice of our mind is based on past experiences, feelings, and failures, it is basically an internal documentary on all of our doubts, fears, insecurities, and failures. In other words, the voice of our head is rooted in doubt and lack. It is only seeing our lack of experience and strength and therefore seeing a lack of our ability to perform the new task. The voice of our heart is not based on our past or anything else this earth knows. The voice of our heart is based on our future potential. Our heart is constantly seeing what we are capable of in the future, not what we may have failed at in the past. The voice of our heart comes in the form of strength, abilities, purpose, potential, and faith. If your head is speaking from doubt and lack, your heart is speaking from faith and abundance. See the image below for a visual of head versus heart. I'll be referring to this chart throughout the book. Since you can't see it, I'll just tell you that there is a left side and a right side, and on the left side it says head pointing to the past, rooted in scarcity, and then it has a little column where it shows what it expresses itself with, and that is fear, doubt, weakness, failure, judgment, and shame. The heart side is pointing to the future, rooted in abundance, and it expresses itself through hope, faith, strength, purpose, potential, and love. The best way to start the process of becoming the best version of yourself is to measure every single thought and ask if it's coming from doubt and lack or faith and abundance. The voice of lack might say that you've tried to get your business off the ground 20 times and always failed. So why would it work this time? But the voice of abundance might say that every day is another opportunity to create something new. One of the greatest tricks to coaching yourself is to simply ask what advice you would give to someone else. Giving advice to others is so easy because you don't see all of their shortcomings the way you do when you look in the mirror. You don't judge them based on their past attempts or their lack of commitment. You only judge them based on what is possible. If you ever struggle to find out what the voice of your heart is, try this trick I use on myself all the time. Simply ask yourself, 
What does my creator say about my purpose and my potential? Something about envisioning our creator almost immediately opens us up to our infinite connection. Even when working with people who have had negative beliefs that come from religion, I found that the second I ask what their creator would say, they're instantly able to see through the judgment and rules of humans and see a clear picture of a loving creator. Please remember that while religion can be a very positive thing, it is never a positive thing to allow the voices of other humans to outweigh the voice that lives inside of us. And if 99% of people are completely unaware of their subconscious mind, then please remember that even the best of people who claim to represent God are still going to speak from their own doubts and fears on a pretty regular basis. Even if they are speaking from a scripture that you hold dear to your belief system, they will still see that text through the lens of their own past and experiences. It is so important for you to understand this because I have found that religious ties can be the hardest thing to break. If you can convince yourself that the thing you're trying to do goes against your creator, it will make it almost impossible to do. So you have to be very careful to know that religion can be a wonderful thing if you don't allow the people who run the religion to replace the creator it was meant to serve. The same is true of your family. Your family might love you and genuinely care about you and your future, but please remember that by default, the only thing humans do is try to protect themselves, and their main way of doing this is by running away from anything that is uncomfortable. If you pursue something they don't understand, their first response will be to encourage you to run away. If that doesn't work, they will go to work unconsciously trying to save you by degrading you and humiliating you. Your friends and family might not even know they are doing it. They may think it's just fun and games, but they are unconsciously living their lives for safety and therefore unconsciously trying to sabotage anything in your life that threatens that safety they desire for themselves and for you. Well, that was part two of this chapter. I'm now realizing as I'm reading it all out loud, this should have just been multiple chapters. <laughs> for whatever reason, it's just one chapter with like three sections. So we will stop there. And next week, we will dive into part three of this chapter on head versus heart. I hope you're really, really, really enjoying this. If you don't already have the paperback copy, you can go to joshcoats.com. You can get the paperback copy for free. Um, as long as you live in the U.S., if you live outside of the U.S., you can still get the digital copy. Either way, it comes with a uh, workbook that goes along with a book, and it comes with um, a video training. So would love for you to go over there, make sure and grab that, and don't forget to join me uh, Wednesday night, April 5th, 7 p.m. Central, joshcoats.com slash P4D to find out the four business pillars you have to have in order to have a strong steady, and stable structure that lasts. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Please remember that everything you need is already on the inside and all of the resources you will ever need are right under your nose. Thanks so much for tuning in today to Your Push Coach. I hope you enjoyed so much of this deep dive into the tips and strategies you can use to build your coaching business. If you want to hear more episodes just like this, please make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get notified when a new episode releases every week. Also, make sure and tag me over on your stories wherever you're listening to the show so that I can share them over to my stories. Remember, you are worthy of everything you want in life. 
You are capable of everything you want in life. You have infinite creativity and wisdom and life and love living on the inside of you. So go be a light today in the people you serve. I will see you next time.